0: day is it michael
1: it is halloween christy actually
0: all hallows eve yeah i'm so excited we get to record on halloween we get to do our favorite thing on our favorite day welcome back everybody
1: yeah what a perfect timing yeah happy selling
0: Happy Salmon. Um, this is Tara and Tacos. I'm Christy.
1: I'm Michael. Yeah, and it worked out again. Like, yeah, uh, it
0: did. And we f- we forced it. It may yes. have not worked out. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to make it work yeah. out.
1: Because again, you just opened another show. I did.
0: I did just open another show. You know, it's a little comedy about the Black Plague. Yeah, always fun. Yeah, it's always, always fun. fun, you know, to deal with uh, deadly
1: diseases. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it's open now and I can
1: rest okay, I, I mean know. don't you, you have a show tonight don't you
0: oh fuck yeah I do on a Monday shit
1: god damn it god damn it's it it's Halloween that's
0: not normal no that it's, is not it's, normal it's not normal it's supposed to, have. to
1: be your day off
0: yeah. <laughs> Mondays are actor days off like yeah. why why do I have a show on Monday night I don't night? know I'm gonna take it up with a union it's
1: Halloween you need to make some complaints I do I do do um,
0: you think they'll notice if I wear my vampire fangs in the show tonight
1: <laughs> bold choices Christy yeah
0: bold choices Um, So, today, before we get into what we're going to talk about, because it is Halloween, Uh All Hallows' Eve, which is the day before All Saints' Day, Uh uh, which is also All Saints' Day, Dia de los Muertos, Dias de los Muertos, Um, I thought that I would just get us some Day of the Dead treats.
1: Yeah, some delicious treats.
0: Yeah, and I'll I'll post a picture later because they're really beautiful. So, the first thing I got us, of course, was Pan de Muerto, which is the, the... the bread that is basically like, if I'm going to compare it to something fancy, it would be like a brioche type yeah. roll. Uh, but it has bones. It has bone decorations on so top. cool. It's really beautiful. And then I got us a, uh, they're called muertitos because they're little. Um, one of them is a plain muerto and one of them is a muertito in chocolate. Uh, so it's like chocolate covered. And I also got us some like just, Fun Halloween cookies. But the best thing I got us were these cookies called alfajores.
1: And so they, good. They
0: are my favorite. And if you have a chance, go to San Martin on McKinney. Uh, that I believe that's the only place in town that sells alfajores.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
0: Yeah, it is um, um, Salvadoran. El Salvadoran restaurant and bakery. Cool. Um, but they have a lot of crossover in their food and, and bread choices. Right. And um, alfajores are like really kind of like um, like a like a sandy like a shortbread sandy cookie with confection of sugar and dulce de leche um,
1: it's so good in the and they're or tiny, leche quemada, bite-sized yeah it's and so good just like
0: you put it in your mouth and it melts in your mouth like when you go to communion yeah. <laughs> i that's
1: you know it's if, a delicious if communion wafer. it's a delicious
0: communion wafer and if communion wafers taste it like alfajores <laughs> I might still be Catholic. Yeah, totally.
1: I never would have left the church. I never would have left like, the church. This is worth it.
0: I can. I have to go to confession to get one of those. I will confess to anything yeah. you fucking want me. The to The body confess of to. Christ
1: is delicious. Oh my
0: God, <laughs> so sweet to me. Uh, um,
1: that's what are we awesome. talking about? Yeah. So we since last time we met, I know it's been a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. We've ranted a lot about uh, Halloween ends
0: oh yes and so Don't we thought started again. maybe it'd be fun
1: on actual halloween day to record something positive so yeah. we are gonna we went off we we're like oh let's pick <laughs> this is hilarious this is let's, really funny y'all let's each pick separately like we did not talk about this at, at all. all at all at all our some of our favorite performances uh-huh. in in horror movies and like each of us knows a couple like I, I was like, I know a couple or at least one that you were going to pick. And I was right. like, I have to save that for Christy. There and were,
0: I knew that you were going to pick. Yeah. I knew the ones you were going to pick. So I was like, I'm going to save that. for And Michael. so we tried
1: to sort and we knew, and we had picked two that were like, we'll both talk about these. Yeah. Like these are too good to ignore. Um, but then our lists ended up being almost identical. Yeah,
0: You texted me this morning and you were like, this is my list. And I was like, holy shit. shit. Like, except with for like two. 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 Yeah, I think
1: we each have two different ones. Yeah. And everything else. Was everything the same. else is the
0: same. And we were like, well, let's just talk about like these 10 people. Yeah. You know.
1: So do you want to kick us off with, I think, like you said, I think there are two. We each had two. You want to start with one that I did not have?
0: Yeah. Um. Let's, I mean, let's just start out with a queen.
1: Yeah, yeah go for it. Um,
0: so one of my favorite performances, one of the greatest performances in a horror movie, in any film, movie, in any movie yeah. is Ruth Gordon as mini cast of uh-huh. Um It's just, I don't know what she's doing. We're going to say that a lot. Yes. Um, she is just so perfect in that film. And she, Ruth Gordon was famously um, kind of, um, not. I don't want to say insecure, but kind of a perfectionist. Like right. she wanted to get everything perfect. And, um, there we go. And, um, you know, she just, Roman Polanski, she was the first one that, there was nobody else to play mini cast and she was the only one he wanted. Yeah, she <laughs> was the only one he wanted. And it's because she just goes balls out.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a stunning performance. It really, really, really is. And if you, I mean, I, it, it's set up, when I saw it when I was younger, I think this is more common now because so many movies have mimicked mm-hmm. Rosemary's Baby. Right. When I saw Rosemary's Baby when I was younger, I think Rosemary's Baby came out. Wait, do you know what year yeah, it is? Yeah, 68. Play? Okay. So before either of us was born. Yeah. So I saw it, you know, later when I was, I don't know, maybe a teenager, maybe a little younger. Shh. She is so believable as the thing that she ends up not being. Right. That it is shocking. It
0: is shocking when you find out what it is. Yeah, and, and it's like she's just living on uh, film. Like she's just living yeah. life on film. It it is unbelievable. And the reason I say that is because her her characterization is so um because it, it's out there. It's eccentric. Oh, it's
1: a bold and choice. And weird,
0: and it's bold. Uh-huh. And yet...
1: Totally believable.
0: Absolutely believable. You know that this woman exists... Uh-huh. ...somewhere. Oh, yeah. In New York.
1: Probably, like, on the Upper West Side or wherever the fuck... Yeah. ...wherever rich people live there. Yeah. I don't know.
0: And and it's so bold and crazy and out there. And at the same time, you're like, of course.
1: Yeah. And so specific at the same time. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's unbelievable. And... Different than what she does in Harold and Maude, oh, yeah. which is also fucking staggering. Yeah, like, uh, if, I, I mean, I can't imagine people haven't seen Rosemary's Baby. If you haven't seen Harold and Maude, like, if you're young or something,
0: please go see it. I'm. It's. It is one of the greatest films. Like, it yeah. was one of the greatest films
1: ever, and it is like goth before goth was a right. thing, and she. Again, gives a performance where you're just like, Well, I don't know how she did that. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, everybody talks about American Horror Story came out and it's like Jessica Lange, the Supreme. And I'm like, Y'all don't know. Ruth Gordon as Minnie Casavet is yeah. the Supreme.
1: Everybody's just mimicking her at yeah. this point, which is even like, and I know you have very specific <laughs> feelings about the Rosemary's Baby remake. Oh, God. That was even the role. Look. A lot of great performances in that movie, in sure. the original. Yeah. Um, I mean, Cassavetes, uh Mia yeah. Farrow's amazing. Uh, all of them. All of them. But that was the one role I was like, why? No one can do this. Like, no. And why would you even fucking try? Right. She won
0: an Oscar. I yeah. mean, and awards don't mean anything, but she won an Oscar for that role. For a
1: role where she's, I mean, I don't know. She's Obviously, she has a substantial role, but I yeah. mean, she's not in a lot of that film. No. That, I mean, we follow Mia Farrow and, yeah. and Castavetti's But she, uh, makes, she makes it count. Oh, man, every time she's on.
0: Every time she's on, she is doing something absolutely specific. And as many times as I've seen this movie, and I've seen it a lot, yeah, I catch something different that she does in every single little scene, even in the moments where you think it's just throwaway. She is not throwing anything no. away. She is, from the, f- f- from the moment you meet her, if you just follow her, every scene she's in, she's already like planning. She's already, planning. Dude, she's I, already planning. It's
1: it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I caught something this time. I mean, I'm sure it has registered, but I like really made it It was like stood out specifically to me. This the last time I watched it. There is a sh- the shift that she manages in the. I'll just the mouse scene. Uh-huh. Just call it that for the yeah. people who haven't seen it. There's no understating how difficult what she does is and how easy she makes yeah, it look. I, I just can't wrap effortless. my mind around it. Yeah.
0: Effortless. Ruth um, Gordon, y'all. Yeah. And she's, in, you know, John Cassavetes is a great actor. And yeah, <laughs> she she acts circles around him.
1: Oh, I mean, I think everybody in the room is just like, I'm just going to sit here and try to keep, keep up. up with her. I mean, and you have some legends in that movie. Yeah. yeah you know? Ralph
0: Bellamy. I mean.
1: Yeah. And everybody's just trying to keep up.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. Ruth um, Gordon, Rosemary's Baby. Cool.
1: I will go with first, because I think this is one that was uh, that was separate. Uh huh. I chose Anthony Hopkins, but in a role that I feel most people would not see coming. Right. I feel like most people would be like, oh, Hannibal Lecter. Mm-hmm. No. That's a great performance. Anthony Hopkins in 1976, Magic. Yeah. Y'all, if you have not seen Magic, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Like- this is, I believe still in honor of John Flores, the most terrifying doll and or puppet movie ever, ever, ever. And it is directed by Sir Richard Attenborough.
0: It's crazy. Uh, it's yeah. And Margaret in it. And Margaret. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, oh,
0: and still stunning.
1: Stunning. I mean, it's. Yeah. Man. And uh, and I would say a young yeah. Young Anthony. Yeah, I he, mean, was, he's probably, he was probably what in his
0: 40s. I think he's maybe a little, maybe his late 30s. 30s I mean, he okay. always looked like he's in his 40s. Yeah, he was like
1: born 40s. But. Right.
0: But this is when he was, he hadn't even really broken no. into film. I think like he had made uh, Lion in Winter. Yeah. And I think that was all, that was the only movie he'd made like that was in wide release in America. And
1: even in Lion and Winter, what is he fourth or fifth build in yeah. that movie cuz there's like some super famous people in right, Lion and right. Winter at the time. It's so good. If, for those of you I'll try not to give away too much but like seriously, see Magic. Please I was go I was talking it. to uh great the great Tina Parker mm-hmm. who was a huge fan of Magic and she, you know, she was like, dude, the young people they don't know it. And I'm not even making fun of the young people. It's just no, they just don't know A it. statement that this movie has not I believe garnered the attention the love that it deserves. That it deserves. Yeah. So he plays, oh fucking A, dude. He plays a ventriloquist. Yeah. Who <laughs> whose doll, ventriloquist dummy, has some things to say. Yeah. And Hopkins also plays the voice of the dummy. Yeah. And there so there is a lot of this movie. I mean, a, a good amount of this movie that is just Anthony Hopkins acting with himself. Right. And our opposite himself. Uh, And Attenborough, look, man. I mean, come on. And so, like, it's, it's, I think it's really scary. It's. And I think his performance is it's, fucking fantastic. It's creep
0: yeah. and that like whoever created that doll also. Oh, absolutely is really great! Give them I all mean, the awards. Yeah, he 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 walks a fine line because he's you know as is often the case when you have like ventriloquist stories, is that that he the ventriloquist often has problems expressing themselves uh-huh. without the aid of the the puppet, dummy, yeah, the dummy. Um, and this is exactly what is happening in this movie. And, um, I, I don't want to give too much away. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing performance. So for those of you out there who are, who are theater people and you've seen hand to God, they're, yes. they're not the first ones to do this. No, no.
1: And they're I, not
0: the first ones to do this. Um, magic is incredible and Anthony Hopkins gives a fucking incredible performance. And I
1: think it speaks to the seventies where you're like a guy like Richard Attenborough is going to make a film like this at, you know, when there was, it was just a different time and you had movies. We've talked about this a lot, horror movies that centered on older. I know he's not old. You're saying, you know what we're saying, Mm -hmm. late thirties, maybe early forties, but you know, this is pre- teenagers taking over horror. Right, and, right. And so it's just treated differently.
0: It is treated differently. And I, I, I'll be honest with you, man. Like, I texted you the other night, and I I, was like, uh, I, I watched stuff like Magic or The Omen or The Exorcist or Rosemary's Baby or whatever. And I'm like, there will never... Those no. those movies are gone. They're gone. They're and, gone. Like, the f- a few people know how to do that.
1: Yeah, very few. And I just think it's just... Yeah, we talked about it. And you and I, we'll, we're going to do a whole show. You and I both watched The Exorcist last night. Uh-huh. But it's, the, they just don't make, I mean, it sounds stupid, but they just don't make movies like that anymore. They don't. they don't.
0: They don't. And I think it has everything to do with what you said, with the fact that it is on film. They yeah. are on film. And so a lot more planning has to go yeah. into it. You can't just burn film. The no. film was expensive. It, it it's, still is.
1: So every detail is accounted for. Uh-huh. Um, it's just a different thing.
0: Yeah. When I when I think about like those focus pullers doing it blind, it's insane. It's insane. Yeah, it's insane.
1: All right, who do you got next?
0: Okay, um, I'm ugh, all right. So this is going to sound really weird, um, but I think the dog.
1: Oh, dude, this is
0: in John Carpenter's The Thing.
1: One of the finest actors. ever. One of ever. the finest
0: actors ever, and I am not even joking.
1: No, man, and I s- agree. Yeah,
0: and so I have to say, like, whoever the trainer is or whatever, it was amazing. But that dog is so believable as maybe an alien like i don't know and okay so we do have to give credit to the dp and to the director (laughs) and the editor but some of those shots of that dog
1: Uh uh-huh
0: i'm like what the fuck is that dog thinking why
1: is this dog better at acting than most than most people (laughs) Yeah. yeah
0: so we won't spend a lot of time on the dog but like if if i can't imagine that any of you who listen to us hasn't seen the thing by now, right. but, but if, if you, if you hate, if you don't want to go see like the, the, the body horror that happens in the thing, then just go look up the sequences with the dog, the dog I mean, there, there's, there's, there's that one shot where you only see the shadow of someone sitting in their room, uh-huh. right? And the dog slowly turns the corner and is walking down the hallway and kind of just pauses in the doorway. And then you see the shadow turn and look at the dog. And the dog just kind of sits there and then slowly walks in the room. And you're like, how did they get that goddamn yeah. dog to
1: do that? This dog's hitting its marks. Yeah. It's like pacing perfectly. This dog is doing the fucking work. I don't know so what else to say. Good.
0: <laughs> it, you know, it's it's so good. And just, you know, running dog through the snow at the beginning. Incredible. 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 I love the dog in John Carpenter's The Thing.
1: Okay. Up next, I have one. And I think, again, this is another actor Actor, you could choose a, a 20 different roles but I chose Tony Collette in The Sixth Sense.
0: Oh man, that was one of our common yeah. ones. Oh, was that one of our common ones? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll just jump in. No, it's fine. In.
1: We'll just jump in. From 1999, I know a lot of people would maybe lean towards Hereditary and I get that because it is uh, I mean she has to carry that whole mm-hmm. honestly, she carries that film on her back and she's and She's brilliant in she's it. She's brilliant. And I think much better than the movie. I know that's sacrilege, but I think Tony Collette transcends I agree with a bad script. I think in the I love her in the sixth sense. I think she just I think we understand the stakes and the danger and the pain and all of these things that Haley old Haley Joel Osman is experiencing. He's great, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. But because of her. Because of her. Um because and,
0: like she's so like the, the 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 anguish of being this mom dealing with this thing. Yeah. You know, she's so, so good. And also she she's not she doesn't treat her performance like somebody who's in a horror movie. Right. She just is living this horrible situation. Yeah.
1: And again, different type of role but like Ruth Gordon, so specific. Mm-hmm. And honestly, and I know we've probably said this before, she is she's an Aussie so we've said for whatever reason, they they're, can, they, their their accents—they're are... way better than British people at doing American accents, yeah. and way better than American people at doing British accents. Yeah. Maybe she they... nails that Philadelphia if, accent. Yes, because again, she makes a specific choice. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think she's one of the very few actors. If you did not know where she would, you would just assume she's from. Yeah. Wherever she's playing to be from, right? Yeah, she's fucking fantastic.
0: Yeah, Tony Collette in the Sixth Sense. Okay, so my next one is Robert Carlyle in Ravenous.
1: Bold, I love this pick.
0: Um, So if you haven't seen Ravenous, go out and watch it. It is, I think it's like from the 90s. Um, And uh, I'll talk about it a little bit because we've never talked about it on the podcast. But uh, it takes place, I guess like, um, I don't know what, Pioneer Times? Yeah. Um, And it's about a union soldier that for whatever reason gets sent out to the farthest outpost. Yeah. Um he he's not he was supposed to be a Civil War hero. He is not a Civil War right. hero. And so they can't demote him or get rid of him, so they send him to the worst outpost. Yeah. And where he meets a whole bunch of like weirdos who are out there, uh-huh. among them David Arquette. But Robert Carlyle plays oh, I don't want to give it away, but he plays this kind of like Lost colonel. Yeah. Um I don't want to give it away. Yeah, I mean, anyway, it's just like I mean, I'll say it, whatever. People are he plays this this, this a cannibal. Yeah, basically.
1: I mean it's where the where the title comes from. Yeah. You know? Um
0: and it it's a little bit it has to, a little bit to do with a Wendigo, um the Native American yeah. myth of the Wendigo. And um he plays this colonel who is like a hero and he was he he um is guiding these settlers over the Rockies and they get stuck and he gives them this whole story and then it turns out that he is the villain of the story. Yeah. And he just, he rides a very fine line of being heroic
1: uh-huh.
0: and earnest and I, I don't know, like actually sexy. Yeah, And, I- and then turns it on his head and becomes fucking terrifying.
1: Yeah, I it's it's great. He's fantastic. He, I think, is is one of the is truly gifted at, I mean, even in train spotting, even when he could he could play the worst person in the world, but there's something that is so like magnetic about him yeah. that you just want to keep watching.
0: Yeah. And I mean, and that movie has Guy Pearce in it, who's yes. one of my favorite actors in the world. And just I would, I'm in heaven when I watch that movie because it's Robert Carlyle and Guy Pearce yeah. in the same movie. And shot movie. beautifully. And shot beautifully. The, the, the It's such a weird score mm-hmm. that works. But Robert Carlyle is the one to watch in that movie. Yeah, he's so good in it. He's so good in it.
1: Um, cool. All right. I will come in with uh, a guy who I think, you know, he's had a really good career, but somehow I think is still underrated. And that is Tony Todd in 1992's Candyman. Yeah, man. As the titular character. Uh, there's something about that performance that I think is like more nuanced than maybe gets credit. I mm-hmm. think Tony Todd one has been gifted by the gods <laughs> with one of the greatest voices. Like h- him, if I could sound like he or Keith, him or Keith David. Oh, I know. Uh, I mean, I would just be like, "Well, thank you, yeah, thank you it worked out." But he's beyond that. Like he's yeah. not just an awesome voice, right? And, and I think he is another guy in Candyman who is. Seductive, mm-hmm. terrifying, vulnerable, all of these things with honestly not a lot of dialogue. Right. He also is physically imposing and right. also very good and looking. Handsome. Yeah. And so it's this great mix that I think makes one of the more complicated, interesting, uh, horror. Vi- I don't even, I don't like to call him it's, a it's, villain. He's not
0: a villain. That, yeah. That's the thing. I'm, I think like Tony Todd in that movie is like one of the. I don't Anti-hero, know. One maybe. Of the anti-heroes. It's like one of the first times I will argue where we begin to see the story through the eyes of who is supposed to be the villain.
1: Yes, uh, and discover f- that yeah. maybe they're not that yeah. thing. They're not villainous after exactly. all. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And you know, he. I think he doesn't get a lot of credit because he's good looking yes because he's physically imposing you know yeah, because his
1: voice is unreal yeah and again look I know part of that is just genetics but the man knows how to use language right? It's, it you know there are a lot of people with good voices who still suck yeah um so I think he's great Tony Todd original candyman you know I've said this a bunch on the f- on the show it's 1991 it's one of my favorite horror movies ever yeah. made uh, it's Philip really Glass wonderful. score. I know there's the remake is supposed to be. I still haven't seen it. Which it's, is I
0: liked it. I enjoyed um, it. There were parts of it I liked.
1: But Tony Todd, he's great. Check him out.
0: All right. So my next one is. Um, he's a little dark horse because a lot of people don't consider this a horror movie, but I absolutely consider Fire Walk with Me a yeah, horror dude. movie. Yeah, dude. I mean, because it is. And this woman does not get enough credit uh, Cheryl Lee.
1: This is such as, a, I, as when you Palmer. texted me that I was like, fuck, that's so good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she, so does it, she does not get enough credit as an actress. Um, and I think it's maybe because like she hit it big as, as Laura Palmer, uh-huh. like so quickly that then she was Laura Palmer in everybody's yeah. eyes forever. But in this movie, again, it's one of those incidences where you have an actor who is walking a very, very, very fine line of, of being, Two tropes at the same time. Uh-huh. She is the innocent, beautiful, homecoming queen who does Meals on Wheels <laughs> and is everybody's favorite cheerleader girl. Like everyone,
1: everyone, everyone
0: loves her. Yeah. Everyone loves her. She has the perfect boyfriend. She has everything, and she and then she she's able to like twist it, yeah, and become a a, a monster, yeah, like. I don't want to say monster because it's not her fault, but right. she does kind of become like the exact opposite. opposite.
1: But I mean, she, um, she, yeah, she, she handles it so well. Insane dark side. And I think it's so... And you can
0: see like, the, the funny thing, I'm sorry, I interrupted no. no you, but it's ahead. like there's a moment where you can see it happen. Like yes. where you see it and it's the moment, I love this moment where she's, they're, they're going home from school and Bobby mm. walks up to her. Fucking Bobby. And she's just like, you know, she's happy-go-lucky girl and then she turns to him and her face just changes yeah. into this like much older than she should be like seductress
1: uh-huh and it's incredible it is and this is what i was gonna say is this is a laura we don't quite get to see in the series right um for various reasons yeah because like, she's already dead she's already dead and so we only get to catch laura in very short glimpses uh i mean cheryl lee is, but at the same time, is the center of the show. Like it's so interesting how Lynch and Frost do that. Mm-hmm. This is also this is a movie that's rated R, and yeah. so we get to see things that we were only told in the series, right? Yeah, she's fantastic, and that's, she's
0: also like vulnerable and childlike. Yeah, and she she can do all of those things. Yes, sometimes in the same shot.
1: And at the same time, you're like this. I get why everyone loves her. Yeah, yeah. I think another. I had I had thought about Naomi Watts and Mulholland, which is oh. another sort of underrated. Yeah. Playing multiple tropes in a lynch movie. That movie is so fucking Um, cool. So this is my last one that we this is one that we don't share because it's ridiculous, but I am being honest. Paul Rudd. In 1995's Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers.
0: Okay, I don't remember this, but I'm going to have to go watch it. I'm sorry. My dogs are going crazy. There's no
1: reason you should remember this. So this is Paul Rudd's first movie. It came out right before Clueless came out, and then Paul Rudd became Paul Rudd. Uh He plays Tommy Doyle, grown up, and he plays Tommy Doyle as like a weird conspiracy theorist who is actually right. Yeah. It's way more interesting honestly than how they treat Tommy Doyle in the new ones. Yeah. But this is I chose this because it's almost like Kevin Bacon in Friday the 13th, but even in a lesser-known much lesser-known film. Yeah. Halloween 6 is a mess. I enjoy it, but it's a mess. But you when we saw it in 95, <laughs> I remember this, I went with my now brother-in-law Spencer. When we saw it in 95 when we were in theater school, we had no idea who this man was. Like he right. was not famous. Right. And we watched that movie and we we're like, who the fuck is that guy? Like he is fucking good. He's going to be someone. And he's Paul Rudd. Yeah. And so that, that's to me is fun to go see yeah. this super famous dude. In, in at the very beginning and that you can see a glimpse of it, yeah. even in a weird kind of shitty horror movie.
0: That is kind of like Kevin Bacon when yeah. you watch Friday the 13th, which is, it is a shitty movie. It's y'all. one of the worst scripts I'm sorry, ever written. I It's one of the worst care. scripts ever written. But, Whenever Kevin Bacon's on screen, yeah. you're like, that guy's going to yeah. do something. Totally. Um, okay, here's another one that I have that we don't share. Uh, but I really like Daniel Kaluuya.
1: Oh, in, this is such a great in, choice. And Get Out. She's so uh, good. And
0: also, it's also another film where he doesn't have super, 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 super a lot of dialogue. No. Um, And it's outstanding. Just an outstanding performance of like, awkwardness and fear and also and also because he is so physically imposing. Yes. You know, he is a tall, good-looking man.
1: Uh-huh. And in like his prime. In his prime. Surrounded by old people.
0: Right. <laughs> and he is oh, just the 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 way he is able to just kind of like convey that like fear and and I
1: don't know, fear. Yeah. And at the same time, the, the, oh man, yeah, he does so much with just like a look. He's such a talented dude. And in that movie, especially, you're looking at a character who can't say what he wants to say. I mean, right. that's part of the whole movie, right? Right. He's this young black guy surrounded by rich fucking white people mm-hmm. who know his white girlfriend who say shit that they think is cool and is so not cool. Yeah but he's like has to play this fucking part and he's so good at that and then also so good at the when things start to get crazy i don't want to again if you haven't seen get out Out,
0: you should go see it i I don't know who you are why are you listening to (laughs) this podcast yeah go watch that movie it's so amazing and
1: and still my favorite of yeah of, of hit of peels i mean yeah you know that's we, we haven't
0: did, we haven't seen, um, yeah, we
1: gotta do a nope episode, yeah, we I mean, see, nope, even like I was disappointed by the end of us, and I was still like, it's still way it's better still than great. most movies, it's still way better than most movies, um, cool, let's do one that we both uh you wanna go uh fanula Flanagan yeah. and the others, yeah, So yeah. fanula Flanagan and the others, uh, yeah, you you can well, start, and
0: I almost I almost said. I was almost gonna go with Nicole Kidman. Sure, she's others. fantastic. She's fantastic, but she's Nicole Kidman. She
1: should not need, she need she, us. She not
0: need us. But f- f- I can't. I can never pronounce Fanula. her. Fanula Flanagan. Yeah. Who plays the older maid? Yes. Um, housekeeper. Mrs. Mills. Mrs. Mills in the others. Um, again, it's one of those performances where she is like keeping so much under wraps. Uh huh. And holding it close to her vest, the whole movie, until she doesn't.
1: I know. And this switch is fucking incredible. It's so
0: good when you realize, yeah, when you realize what is actually happening, and you know?
1: Oh, it's so good. And she's, I, you know, look, I know we are actors. We talk about acting a lot. And I assume a lot of people who listen to this are actors as well. But for those of you who aren't or whatever, or maybe disagree, I, you know, it is a sort of an old thing, but like doing nothing is the hardest fucking thing. It's what makes most actors fail. Right. Right. And I honest, there is a class of British Irish that like a generation of them. And I think she's part of it. Yeah. That is, they have like, they've accomplished it.
0: Yeah. It's so crazy. I (laughs) mean, there's a, you know, in theater, they tell you act, don't think right. right? And on film it's think, don't act. Mm -hmm. And, If you're a and so these Irish British actors do both Both of both things all the time, and they're good at at both both things. things. And it takes it it seems like it wouldn't, but it takes a lot of confidence as an actor on stage or whatever to say, "I'm just going to sit here, yeah, and say the words and mean them."
1: Yes, and And and
0: hold everything
1: in and and she is one of those people who can do that and this is such a cool great role uh fanula flanagan also is one of my favorite parts of lost she's in two episodes and has like what is one of my favorite episodes in lost Mm -hmm. when she says you don't take the watch now and you're just like what the fuck yeah Um, fanula flanagan look she's 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 amazing she's
0: scary that's the thing this movie like she's like benevolent and is helpful and everything and she's all of those things and then she's also one of those people that turns the corner
1: yeah and she's terrifying and she's
0: terrifying even though she's a
1: little old lady she's a
0: little old lady and she's not even trying to be terrifying yeah
1: she just is doing it yeah she's fucking great so fanula flanagan and the others um another one we both have which i consider to be truly one of the Best performances in a movie, regardless of genre, is Essie Davis in 2014's The Baba Duke. Yeah. Now that she's an Aussie as well, right? She's an
0: Aussie. And He's look, motherfuckers, I'll man. tell you, like, I am a big fan of. Um, um, Franny Franny Fisher's mysteries, love it. Right? I started watching that because yeah.
1: of you. She's great in it. She's so completely great in it. Different,
0: completely different. She plays this like f- rich flapper in Australia who solves mysteries who
1: b- and gets who laid, it. yeah, and <laughs> gets laid a lot. Like
0: who doesn't like that? And her, she's amazing. She's beautiful. I, so I was already a fan of Franny. Fisher. See, I had,
1: and I did not know her from that. Yeah, right. I watched that after,
0: and then I watched Babadook. And I was sitting there watching it and I was like, how do I, where have I seen this actress? Like, where have I seen this actress? And it wasn't until after the movie when the credits rolled and I read Essie Davis and I was like,
1: what? Yeah. It, I, how is it the same lady? <laughs>
0: what? Like transformational. Yeah. Like, I did not, I had trouble and I'm really good at recognizing. Sure. Like, I'm really good at like that person's been in this and that. Yeah. Person's she's that. like,
1: she's the third maid in Downton. And you're like, Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, wow, yeah, she, yeah. Is. <laughs>
0: she is like not the same person.
1: It's, it's, it is. Like I said, it's one of my favorite performances in any movie, regardless of genre. You and I have talked about this. and I think I mentioned it. We mentioned it a little on the show. Uh, it is to me, one of the most nuanced specific brilliant portrayals of a mother that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It brings up things about motherhood that I, not being a mom, literally texted you while I was watching it. Yeah. Uh, Cause I was like, I hate this kid. Yeah. And she was like, sometimes you, you hate the kid, yeah. you know? And it, it, I, j- it's so fucking good. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Also that movie kicks ass. Oh, that
0: movie is so good. If you've never seen Babadook, you need yeah. to go and see it. It's such a beautiful, beautiful film. Um, and scary as fuck. Yeah. Uh, is that the last one we shared?
1: So, I mean, we had
0: like a the, lot,
1: the the twins in oh, Veronica. Yes. <laughs> That's
0: right. We also had the, these are two that I was like, I'm not going to choose the twins in Veronica because I know Michael, the, the twins in Veronica. Um,
1: Claudia Placer and is uh, Bruna Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, these children,
0: and they're not children anymore. No, by no, now. no.
1: They're probably in their twenties. Th- they're probably or in their twenties
0: or late teens or whatever. Yeah. But these two young women working who, on a different level, who are not sisters. Yeah, not even related. Much less twins. I don't know what they did. No, and
1: I- Prodigies. I assumed, I assumed even if they weren't twin, I assumed they were twins. And then I was like, and even if not, they have to be sisters. Yeah. There's no way two children could do this together. Dude. Yeah. Other, like next, next level shit.
0: Next level acting.
1: And I think part of it has to go to, uh, they're amazing, but um, him, I think just letting them be kids. Yeah. and And knowing when to cut. Because they have yeah. some arguments where you're like... That's an only argument a chi- I've had. Yeah. Well, and as a child. Oh, my God. And when she does when the one little one is like doing the beauty <laughs>
0: yeah and she's like I'm an alien I am yes. Miss Mars or like whatever
1: it's like only kids like it's so weird yeah no adult could write that no like it's so good it's
0: so fantastic uh, and you know and like on their heels is the little boy who plays Anton oh he's Antonito. fantastic too Ooh, but I think Antonito is just a cute little boy yes like, with great glasses with great glasses and, and that is so- thats
1: also, the young woman who plays Veronica yeah. is fantastic. That whole
0: cast. Man. Yeah.
1: But there is something about those twins that's that's transcendent. It's yeah. transcendent. Yeah.
0: It's like you're watching <laughs> y- your little cousins or your, yes. your uh, nephews and nieces it's or whatever. It's so perfect. They're so good.
1: Okay. So then we saved two that we knew we both had. Mm-hmm. And these are two performances that ah. we just consider to be... Again, kind of unreal, Mm -hmm. regardless of it being a horror. Mm -hmm. And those are Ellen Burstyn in The Exorcist and Anthony Perkins in Psycho. Yeah. I Like, what can be said that hasn't been said? I I don't
0: know. And I have
1: watched both of these movies this week, so they are fresh in my mind. I
0: have to watch Psycho because I didn't get to do it within October, but I'm gonna. Um, I'll watch it anyway. But I just watched um, Exorcist. Yeah, we both watched it last night. Last night. And... uh, yeah, she is just so, again, again, it's one of those portrayals of a mother, uh-huh. of a woman who, on her own, right? Because she is on her own,
1: mm-hmm. raising
0: this child, trying to have a career. and Famous and actress. Famous it. actress, and is still trying to deal with being a mom and having a troubled child yeah. and, and, and all of the shit that goes with that at a time when women, you know, women were just barely able to get their own checking yeah, account dude. you know I, what mean, I mean come on yeah. and she she does it so well like she she rides such a fine line of being like a, a lovely mother and also kind of being like a diva
1: actress yes and being like dude there's a the one scene in in when when she's like when she has fucking lost it and she's like i have 80 fucking doctors and none of you can tell me shit. Like, and yeah, she knows she's in a position that most people aren't, right? Because right. she's rich and famous. Right. And still, like, the rage is that of, like, any mom. Any like, mom trying to it, save her it's kid. It's so good. The first scene between her and Damien where she has, like, she doesn't- She goes, please go away. Yeah, where she doesn't want to be noticed. The two of them together are are, are so good. Mm-hmm. I'm also like I almost put this on the list in addition to Burstin. Burston's so good. Yeah, it's, I mean, come on, dude, She's Ellen, Ellen Burstyn. Lee J. Cobb is doing some shit in The Exorcist that, again, I don't think would exist today. No. I, he's just, like, living. Yeah, man. He's, he's just
0: living. I mean, even when he's just sitting on the bleachers. Yeah. Like, watching.
1: And the thing, the the moment with the autograph. Yeah. I, it's, so it's so good. It's so good. And when he's like, I lied. I lied. <laughs> and he's, yeah. It's for me. And I don't think we see... I don't know, man, he's just doing something you just don't see on, on film that much anymore. It's
0: those actors who just are living. Yeah. Like they're just living on stage or living on, on, they're just not working or they're making it look like they're they're not not working. And they're not
1: showing you I'm living. Like, you know, there are some actors who it's like, Oh, he picked this quirk Mm -hmm. or he picked this tick like, oh, I rub my ear because people in real life do that. But then it's obviously, like, a thing, right? Right. Lee J. Co- like hes they're just in the room, man. Yeah, they're just in the room doing uh, their thing. I
0: mean, I- it's like you hear, like, a lot of, you know, DDL. Daniel Day-Lewis oh, is famously yes. a method actor yes. and will, like, go off for six months to be a cobbler. Yeah, must be nice. Yeah. Because he's playing a cobbler. Yeah. Or like, and he's
1: a multimillionaire. Yeah. And he's
0: a multimillionaire. I'm going to go make ice cream for a year sure. so that I can play an ice cream, a good humor man. Like, that's the kind of shit uh, yeah, he dude, does. Yeah. Totally. And then. The performance is always, I'm sorry, overwrought.
1: Absolutely. And it's, it's he it's, so, it's, so fucking it's overrated. So
0: fucking overrated. And it's like, it. I mean, I love Gangs of New York, but part of the reason I love Gangs of New York is because his performance is so over the fucking I, top.
1: Yeah, I have said this as Bill the specifically about Gangs of New York. He does things, he gets away with shit in that movie that any other actor would have been fucking fired for. Yeah, they would for. have been like, are you really? You're gonna Amsterdam? Do that? I'm the Yo yeah he's I, fucking Pacino and yeah yeah <laughs> he
0: is doing he's seriously doing what Johnny Depp as a joke was doing for Captain Jack and knew he was doing yes as a joke and is getting
1: away with and it and is
0: getting away fuck with that it. guy like Johnny Depp is doing Captain Jack and, and is going I know I should be getting fired for doing this yes absolutely but they didn't yeah, fire him honestly he's Johnny Depp
1: other than like in the name of the Father, which he's really good in, uh, I, yeah, he's always so over the top. But the, yeah, we're Lee, not talking about we're not J- talking yeah. about that. Uh, we're Ellen, talking Burstyn, about the Ellen
0: Burstyn, Ellen uh, Burstyn, Lee J. Cobb, Lee J. Cobb. they're are, they're, they're just doing. I don't know, man. They're transcendent, and if you and if you've never seen Ellen Burstyn in, uh, oh my God, uh, it just it just the, she won the Oscar for it. Requiem for Requiem a Dream. Requiem for a
1: Dream. See it.
0: Oh God. That's a horror movie. That's a yeah, fucking horror absolutely. movie. absolutely. And she is... I don't even know how to... I don't no, know how she's doing again,
1: it. I mean... And, 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 and everybody's
0: good in that movie.
1: Yeah, they're remaking The Exorcist. She's she, gonna be in it. She's gonna be in it. I don't know how much. I mean, I believe... I think I looked up. I think Ellen Burstyn is 89 years old mm-hmm. now. Or close to that. She's close to 90. I also hope if she's in it that they let Linda Blair be in it. Yeah. Like, give Linda Blair...
0: You know, Linda Blair was doing some stuff for a kid actor Dude. in that movie that was also kind of and she I mean, she got hurt. Absolutely. In that movie. You know, this was the time of no intimacy or fight choreography. No, they didn't. you know, and,
1: and I mean he Friedkin is is legendarily a dick. Yeah. Uh no, there was a great moment that Aspen caught last night that obviously is I think he must have told Burstyn to improvise mm-hmm. and he didn't tell Blair. Um when she asks him She's like, she asks Blair, like, was the horse a mare or a gelding? Oh, yeah. And you could tell Blair did not know that question was coming. And... She just kind of, like...
0: Goes re- right with like it. like a and, kid. And so
1: it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah.
0: And Linda Blair gets a lot of... um I don't know. She gets a lot of uh, criticism because in the subsequent Exorcist movies and some of the other kind of like made for TV movies that she did later are kind of corny and cheesy. Sure. But it's she, not her fault. It's not her fault. She's a, she's a good kid actor. She's, yeah. she's good in The Exorcist. Yeah. There's that part where, where you know, um, uh, Father Damien walks in and, and Marin is already dead on the bed and, and uh, Reagan is like sitting in the corner. Just looking. Yeah. Again, it's one of those moments of just an actor being still and being observant of what's happening around them. And it's so effective. Effective.
1: And I would, I would argue that if you don't, I think what makes the exorcist so much better than almost any other horror movie ever made is that if you don't care about Reagan and her mother, none of this matters. Right. And I would say about Damien as well. Right. And I care deeply about Reagan by the time we get to the crazy shit. Yeah. And that- has a lot to do with Linda Blair. Yeah. So she's a
0: charismatic yeah. kid.
1: Um Anthony Perkins.
0: Anthony <laughs> Perkins. You and I talk about Anthony Perkins all the time and we talk about Anthony Perkins in psycho uh
1: a lot. As I Norman mean,
0: Bates a lot because I, this is an actor who basically invented that character. Yeah. Like if you are going to play a weird psycho serial killer you might as well just go study
1: yeah and you'll still come up short (sighs)
0: and you'll still come up short it's it is a freaking master class
1: yeah i texted you again i mean we watch psycho yeah I, i watch it every year at least once it's one of my favorite movies i texted you again during i think last week when i was watching it i do not understand how he is doing what he is doing yeah i i i know that sounds dumb And I am not saying I'm even that great of an actor. I'm not saying that. But it is a thing that I did study for a long time and do do occasionally professionally. And I cannot wrap my mind around how this man is doing what he's doing. What
0: is... He like what is what was his process I, what was he thinking like what how did he get there because and I specifically love I mean there's so many moments in the movie but I specific i I think you know what I'm on top the moment where he brings her a sandwich uh, and they're eating together uh or she's eating and he brings her a sandwich and he's talking about the birds and all that stuff yeah. and again it's one of those moments of, of an actor a character making a turn yeah um and you see it happen yeah in the eyes, you yep. see it happen in like just the musculature in his face. Yep. You see it happen and and yet it's not overwrought. No,
1: it's not Daniel Day Lewis. It's not Daniel
0: Day it's Lewis. Daniel it's it's like really an actor just living in that moment and something that the other person says hits them in a certain way and their entire like I don't know. I know this is gonna sound like histrionic, but it's like Something comes over his eyes. Dude,
1: yeah. I again I don't
0: know how he did what he did. He makes a thing come over his eyes. And I and then they're dead.
1: Yes. I, I, I and look, I know he had the benefit of working with fucking Alfred Hitchcock.
0: Right. But Alfred Hitchcock is famously a director that did not give a shit yes. how actors got like I mean, there's there's stories of like uh, Jimmy Stewart or and Cary Grant coming up to him and going like, yeah, but why do you... I know you want me to walk over and hit my mark over there, but what is it that's making me go over there? And Alfred Hitchcock would be like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I just need you to hit that mark. Whatever you want to do, yeah, you just do it. He's
1: clearly... Concerned about other things yeah, as a yeah. director,
0: he did not care about right. actor and he process. hired
1: really good actors.
0: Yeah. He did not care about um, rehearsals, any of that, that shit. So you know that Anthony Perkins did that work on, on his, his own.
1: Yeah, and he has great acting partners down the line. Yeah. All all three or four of them mm-hmm. that he, inter- I mean, he only interacts with three or four people in the movie. Uh, I mean, they're all great, you know. Janet Lee, John Gavin, uh uh yeah. What's her
0: name? I can't remember. Yeah,
1: who's also famous. Uh but I uh, dude. I mean, this is again Yeah, because you
0: also have to imagine that I mean, I don't know, maybe they did. Maybe Janet Lee was there and they shot everything on the same day and they were yeah, maybe in the room not. for each other. But maybe not. Yeah, she's Janet Lee. He could have done that I mean, his side of the stuff on his own. Yes. And he's still able to like just I don't know. It's it's um
1: Yeah. It's, that
0: scene boggles my mind. I don't know how he does that it. That
1: was the scene in, during which I texted you. Yeah. Right, when I was like, I don't. And he's not even doing anything crazy yet. No, no. I was like I don't. No. I don't and understand.
0: then he goes crazy. Yeah. And it's, you believe
1: it? Absolutely. It's. Uh, it's. The, I,
0: yeah, I, and the, I, like the final shot of that movie too, where he's just sitting in the corner, and again, because Anthony Perkins is like also very handsome young man at yes. the time like very like i would say beautiful a beautiful young man um and uh and he's able to just kind of like darken that yeah
1: and i think part of it you know i don't know enough but i think part of this is he's so good that it almost kept him from having yeah. the career he should have had yeah uh i know he did fine i'm not saying yeah that. yeah and- his son, Oz, is a great director. But, uh, but I mean, I think this was a guy who was so talented he could have played anything. anything but anything. people were like...
0: Norman Bates.
1: He's he's Norman Bates. That, he, that's, yeah, that's all I mean, he
0: is. He, uh, I mean, Alfred Hitchcock. But, like, his performance literally created that trope. Yes. You know, there, there are... I always like to say like, if you get cast as Rizzo in Greece, J- yes. just do Stalker Channing. Yeah. Like do your best. Yeah. Give
1: Stalker Channing your best yeah, shot.
0: Just do Stalker Channing. There's no reason why you need to reinvent it. Yeah. Uh, if you're doing if you're doing Elizabeth or you're doing Mrs. White in Clue or Young Frankenstein, just try and go watch Madeline Kahn. Yeah. Just copy. Yeah. You're not going to win. No, of course you're not. You're never going to succeed. Because you're not Madeline Because you're Con. not Madeline Kahn. But there's no point in reinventing the wheel, right? right? And- People are expecting that. And if
1: you don't believe that, go watch Vince Vaughn try.
0: Yeah. And oh my God. nothing
1: against Vince Vaughn. I no, actually no, no. like Vince I Vaughn. I actually
0: like Vince Vaughn. I've never actually seen that Did movie I, because it, I have no interest. It's. I mean, it is. Gus Van Okay, it, so this is Gus Van Zandt.
1: Maybe the most masturbatory act yeah. of filmmaking he ever. He just went
0: and made shot for shot. Yeah. Psycho with Vince Vaughn. And who was the one? Anne And Anne
1: Heish. Um Yeah. Yeah. And look, Vince Vaughn tries, man. But you just no, man. You it's can't. Just, you can't. <laughs> you just can't. You can't. Um so yeah, that's the list. That's These are this, some of our I have favorites. an extra. Oh, great. Do you want to hear
0: my extra? Yeah. Uh the goat in Black Phillip. I mean, come on. But I didn't want to include the goat because the goat was badly behaved on set. <laughs> yeah, they all hate that fucking so goat. <laughs> he doesn't deserve to get kudos because He's he a was a bad scene dick. partner. <laughs> he was a bad scene partner and a real prima donna and hurt people yeah he hurt ralph innocent for real yes and so i i low-key i'm including the goat yeah
1: no because he looks amazing charlie yeah ralph when he's i saw that interview with him he's like you know they kept saying oh he'll do what you want he's like he will fucking do what we want (laughs) he's a fucking fucking goat goat. he's a fucking goat he doesn't give a shit that he's in a movie yeah he actually gored him I that's so fucked up.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he got stabbed or anything like that, but
1: like, yeah, he got, he got hurt legitimately. Yeah, He got,
0: I honestly,
1: hurt. this is a conversation for another time. I would be a little terrified to work with a goat. Oh, me too. Uh, like I could handle a dog and stuff like that, but a, a goat, I would be legitimately, Especially I think a little a, scared. A
0: goat that like also knows when to walk upright on cue. Like, yeah, dude, I don't like that.
1: And that goat is large, and his horns mm-hmm. are in charge. Um, <laughs> so that's a great one, Black Philip. What's his real name? Charlie. Charlie the goat. Charlie the goat doing the work. He's How about d- the baby in that one shitty movie we saw? Oh, that the just one that wants, wants the toast. toast. Yeah, that baby's really good.
0: <laughs> that baby was just living.
1: Um. So but yeah, yeah. Let us know if I'd, you have your yeah, own favorite. I did
0: talk to uh, uh Patrick Johnson, Will Everett, fans of the show. And uh, I said, hey, we're doing this episode. I'd be interested to know what, um, what yours are. And uh, let me see. Uh, uh, so, oh my gosh. Here we go. Um, Will says, Lee Remick, a very serious actress as a bewildered and distressed mother. In the omen? In the omen. Yeah, that's great. Um, let me see. And um, Patrick says, for me, it's 70s movie mothers. Trying to protect their children. Yeah. Uh, Ellen Burstyn, Lee Remick, uh, Mia Farrow in Haunting of Julia, Julie Christie in Don't Look Now, Marsha Mason in Audrey Rose. Man, all of these are so good. Yeah. Um, Melinda Dillon and Joe Beth Williams in Poltergeist.
1: Dude. Uh, Joe Beth yeah. Williams, underrated. She's great in that movie. Yeah,
0: she really is. Um, so
1: is Craig T. Nelson. And I know he's a dick in real life.
0: But. No, but I think he's great. Julie Harris in The Haunting perfect dealing with memories of her awful mother while in a haunted house Um, and oh this is one that I did want to mention as a runner-up so there's a movie called "Eye of the devil from the 60s that stars David Niven Deborah Kerr and Sharon Tate oh I don't think I've ever seen it's one of my favorite 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 movies and Sharon Tate is so transcendently beautiful because she just was. Right. And it's a movie that she did a lot of work for because she was from Texas and she had a Texas accent. Right. And she worked really, really hard to get the the accent and to learn the language and all that stuff. And she doesn't get a lot of credit. People are like, oh, she was dubbed. For sure she was dubbed. She was not dubbed. She was not dubbed. And she delivers a beautiful performance in Eye of the Devil, devil and so does deborah kerr as a bewildered mother trying to protect her children
1: cool Um, i've never seen that film such
0: a wonderful trope and david niven in a role that you never get to see him in like david niven always plays like happy go lucky you know man about town yes and he plays a gadfly yeah a gadfly (laughs) and he plays the baron of a at an of a french winery perfect (laughs) but the, the the it has not borne fruit
1: ah okay and so
0: this this the wine the, the the town requires a sacrifice perfect of I love it and so he knows that he has to go back and sacrifice himself okay
1: for, for, the, for winery. the winery yeah
0: it's really great like I mean it's it's um I love it you yeah, should watch I'll it. I'll check it
1: out yeah all right yeah it. let us know some of your favorite performances. Happy Halloween.
0: Julie Christie, <laughs> fucking a dodecahedron.
1: Absolutely. And I was going to say, look, we want to do an exorcist episode, but like a lot of shit is dropping. Pearl, Smile. People keep talking to me about Barbarian.
0: Oh, people keep talking to me about Barbarian. I guess we have to watch yeah, that one soon. it's free too. on
1: HBO. So I mean, <laughs> I'm I just, in.
0: I watched Norseman again the other
1: night. Fucking amen. God,
0: it. it just gets better and better. A lot of attractive people. A lot of attractive people. Okay, y'all, we'll t- stop talking. This was a hard, this was a hard yeah. one to narrow down. Um, but this was so much fun. We are probably going to do it again at some point because there's so many, so other many performances. More, yeah. But we'll let you know. We'll let you know what we're going to be doing, and keep the questions coming. And let us know what your favorite performances are. Happy Halloween, Happy y'all! Happy
1: Halloween! Bye. Bye.